Hey there, it's your host Nandini, and I'm so glad you could join me in building this network of evolving humans. Welcome to Enough Unsaid. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of Enough Unsaid. I'm your host, Nandini, and today's podcast has been inspired by the book Think Again by Adam Grant. I highly, highly recommend that you read this book or at least listen to an audiobook on this because it will change your perspective. I think one of the most annoying things that we hear growing up when we ask a question or we question authority like our parents or our teachers and we say, you know, why? Why do I have to do this? Why why can't we do it my way? The answer that we typically got was because I said so. That won't work. You don't know what you're talking about. And it was infuriating growing up listening to that. And I think so many of the adults that we were surrounded by were so firm in their identities. They were so strongly attached to who they thought they were, to the image that they had in their mind, that they didn't leave any space for curiosity. They didn't leave any space for growth or questioning. And I think, you know, for so long, we're told figure yourself out, figure out your identity, figure out your favorite color, figure out your favorite flavor and stick by that for the rest of your life. Because if you don't, somebody will turn around and say, well, hey, you weren't like this before. What happened? I've been a strong believer that different parts of your life will bring out different versions of you. If you look at a parent who's just had a child versus a parent who has an 18-year-old, they're going to be very different. And it's important that both of those individuals evolve as time changes we are taught a certain set of beliefs, we're taught a story, we're told a story, you know, go to school, get a great job, marry, buy a house, whatever that that process has been, that's the story that we've been told. And once we hear a story, we accept it to be true. And not just for external things, but for internal things too. If you are somebody who says, you know, I've always been a smoker. That's who I am. You will very strongly always be a smoker, even if you try to go out of your way to develop new habits, because the story that you've told yourself has been, I'm a smoker. And once we hear the story and we accept it to be the truth, we don't bother questioning it because we believe it to be the truth. We don't look for holes in our, in our knowledge. The curse of knowledge is that, yes, knowledge is power, but Knowing what you don't know is wisdom. And that wisdom is what will help you grow and change and adapt. It's a mindset more than rethinking and, you know, leaving space for questioning and curiosity is not just an event that you do once. It's a skill set. It's a skill set that you build over several years. It's a mindset. And it's important that whenever we hear a story, whether that's about us, whether that's about the external world, that we step back and take a second to question it and think again. Yash, do you remember when Blackberries used to be a thing? Yeah, Blackberries uh, used to be really popular. There were, there were those like, they were the first phones to implement keyboards onto their phones actually for the first time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that was an extremely revolutionary thing because we went from those Nokias to a Blackberry which, mm -hmm. like you said, was the first time that people had a physical keyboard in their hand instead of mm -hmm. pressing like two, three times to get the exactly, exactly you to reflect and answer if you if you know anybody that still uses a BlackBerry. Uh, I can't say that I do. No. Yeah, and so yeah. the reason I say that is because Mike Lazardis was the visionary behind BlackBerry, and mm -hmm. he, he was the one who said, you know, 
I think we need to revolutionize and think again about how we use phones and move away from those Nokia flip phones to actually, yeah. yeah. Like a physical, like a, like a keyboard. And I remember that it used to be a status of success in the workplace. Like if you were given a Blackberry from work, that was the thing. And I remember yeah. at my cousin at the time who pulled out her savvy Blackberry and I'm like, this is so cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was absolutely revolutionary. But the reason that Blackberry isn't where it is right now is because Mike Lazardis didn't feel the need to adapt. He could not imagine people typing on their screens instead of a keyboard and then came in iPhones and Apple products and, you know, Samsung came in with their uh, screen phones. And that actually changed the way that people use their phones because you weren't just using your phone for like emailing purposes. And that was something that Mike Lazard is very strongly believed. And he thought, well, why else would anybody want to use a keyboard? You're only mm -hmm. using it for emails and BBM and that's it. Yeah, exactly. But he didn't think that there could be an evolution beyond that as well and which is what which is what apple did and and they sort of changed the way that the phone industry the way that we look at technology for that matter um has evolved and and so the value of being adaptable is it's immeasurable because as things change as mindsets change as people evolve the way that you are and the way that you approach life people or your even your own work mm -hmm. needs to constantly be adapting it needs to be changing for sure yeah and if you have like an like an open-minded personality you would be open to you know accepting this other opinion or like understanding that oh this this opinion might have some value and it could it could potentially be the next big thing you know what role do you think our background plays in making you more adaptable in general like I think it's the colonizers but I would say it's more how we were brought up that affects how we act and how adaptable we are. Like the, the way that we brought up changes throughout that generation. So I know I I I guess it's the the challenge between nature versus nurture at that point. It's just how you're brought up versus how you are. That's that's a topic for a different day, I would say. Nature has it that it's not the strongest or the most intelligent that will survive. It's the one that will adapt the best. Yeah, exactly. It's the one that you know, can change to any problem, any situation that's thrown at them and try to work, work through it. Yeah. And I think, you know, people think when things happen, of course, you think life is so unfair. And for a lot of situations, yes, you will feel like life is very unfair. But, you know, I, I had read somewhere, you know, how ignorant of you to think that life is going to spare you. It could be a big challenge. It could be a little challenge. It could be extremely drastic. It could be very small, but you will face a challenge for you. Like there will be a challenge specifically that's going to be tough on Yash versus like myself um, or myself versus you. And the more you build that resiliency, the more you build that adaptability, the better you get at just like crossing over and continuing you still have that perspective like, hey, but this is what I learned along the way. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And what you, you know, it changes if as you learn things throughout the process, throughout your journey. Yeah. You know, what, what, you, what you want might change. But you know? that doesn't mean that you haven't learned things along the way. Exactly. Which is, again, a testament to your perspective, but also because of how adaptable you are. Like, what can you do? You're in this program. It is, it is what it is. And it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, I think, like, it's so cliche, but acceptance is the first step. Like it's 
it is what it is. Like you just have to accept what's in front of you because that's the only way you're going to get around to it. And even accepting things like, Hey, I'm wrong in this situation. Like you don't need to beat yourself up about it, but there's definitely value. I think when people get into conflict, for example, that's one area where you don't want to think about the other perspective. You want to put your point forward and your argument forward. And that's what matters to, you know, if you're in an argument. So does having a broader perspective help you in terms of how you deal with conflict in your life? It, it helps right now. I would say that I'm still learning that part of things where uh, trying to bring different perspectives into my own conflicts, but it helps me understand other people's conflicts at the moment more than my, myself. I would say being more adaptable uh, allows you to evolve your, your mindset in the sense that you would be more open, open-minded mm-hmm. to other people's ideas and opinions, which lets you, which lets you understand what other people are trying to say more mm-hmm. than just, just trying to push what you want on other people all the time. Having an open, open-minded personality almost helps you change and understand your relationships better. Like any relationship that you have, you, you, you learn how to accept or compromise with the other person more than you would if you had a closed-minded personality. Mm-hmm. And yeah. do you think compromising, and that usually has a very negative connotation to that word, to mm-hmm. compromise or to settle for things, but do you think there's a positive aspect to being accommodating and being you know, adaptable in that? Uh, for sure. It's just like if you, if, as an example, like if you're hanging out with your friends and they want to do one thing and you want to do another, I would say that it's it's really important to be, you know, acceptable that, okay, they want to, they want to do this. So let's all just do this. Mm-hmm. And then maybe next time we can do this other thing that I want to do. You know, it's important to be able to accept that. Okay. Well, these guys have other opinions as well. You know? And okay. Well, that's your friends. And I think with your friends, you maybe have more of like an open, open conversation than maybe you might with your parents. So what about situations where you can't push back on what they want to do? So I'll give you an example. On a recent trip to India, it was the worst kind of heat that you yeah. can imagine. And we were at my grandparents' house and and they their way that their house is situated is that it's on a hill. And for some odd reason, they did concrete all over their um like house so there's no more plants in that area so it gets very very hot yeah Yeah. how it heats up from all angles and Mm -hmm. I remember the the moment I stepped my foot in I was like I am done like this (laughs) I want to go back and I was emailing the travel agent every single day to be like get me a flight out of here here." and in those cases like you you know you you have to be adaptable there's exactly you have to have that adaptable personality so you don't just like what, what can you do in that situation really can you, like, you have to it? you have to live in that place right there's goodness in learning how to deal with things you don't like and in the face of challenges at least like resiliency is necessary and i don't think people always have that skill especially if they've not been taught to be accommodating mm-hmm. yeah it teaches you to keep moving forward you know it's it's almost like that saying like always be comfortable with where you are but you should never be comfortable with where you are because mm-hmm. you should always want to be like striving for more, continuing to want want more out of your life, for sure. 
Yeah. And there's a fine line between being happy and being complacent, right? Mm -hmm. You can be happy and celebrate that you've reached a certain point in your life and that you are at a certain point in your life, but maybe not so much so that you stay there. Maybe not so much so that you don't bother trying to go any further than that. The other end of not being accommodating is that you also become very um, entitled. You expect things to happen for you instead of you trying to do them yourself. Yeah. yeah. And how has your upbringing made it so that you don't think that way? Well, I've always been taught that, you know, you, you get what you, you do. Like you, you got to work hard for whatever you want, whatever you want to get. It almost makes you more goal oriented in the sense that you just, you have that one thing that you want, go and get it, you know? And then everything that comes in between is, is that a part of the, then you just that's that's just a part of the process i would say yeah it helps you understand what what needs to be done so a lot of the time it's just about moving forward and trying to find the solution rather than just you know sticking to the problem and Mm -hmm. trying just keep going over that same problem over again you want to you want to move to the solution you don't want to stick to that when people are in the middle of a problem they kind of get stuck there because they don't know how to adapt to that change that there is mm-hmm. suddenly been a change in the equation that you have with someone or the equation that you have at work or whatever that may be and it's it's hard to implement it in your own life at the moment like I'm still learning on on how to to try to to solve conflicts in the in the best possible way yeah just trying to communicate what you want and try to understand what other people are communicating mm-hmm. is the best thing so it's like the most important thing yeah a lot of South Asian kids get pushed to go into a certain program for school mm-hmm. um, and like they want to do something else. So how how do you navigate that? How do you go, okay, well, you know, actually, this is the program that I really, how do you recognize that? I, I don't want this though. Well, I, I was in a similar situation like that where I was, I applied to six engineering programs and one math program mm-hmm. because I thought I wanted to go into Eng. And at the end, uh, like I was... I chose math because at the time I thought, well, this might be, this is the better decision for me because engineering, I can't handle the workload. Like, I don't think I'll like it as much. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the time, it's not about making the right decision. It's about making the better decision. Mm-hmm. And what you, what you think is, is better at the time rather than what's right. I think not being tied down to your identity is an extremely important um, skill to have. It's a skill. It's not, I don't think it's something people are born with. I don't think it's something that you just have. I think it's something that you have to work at. For example, um, if you start a new job, you know, you maybe come from a previous job or you come from school where you know your things, you know, you're accustomed to doing it a certain way. You're comfortable in the way that you've set up your own process and your own system. But I can tell you from my experience, when I started my current job, it was my manager has said, it's going to take you six months. And it definitely did because it was such a steep learning curve and you have to adapt with the way that this company does their things or the way that they have their system. Yeah, exactly. You have to try to you know implement what they need into what you want to do, right? Absolutely. Exactly. And for me, it was a challenge because I'm like, well, I, I, I know this part though. And people would assume that I wouldn't know things or they would try to set it up their way. And I'm like, this doesn't make sense. Like, let's do it this way. <laughs> yeah. I think over time, I learned that if knowledge is power, 
then recognizing what you don't know is wisdom. And there were a lot of things that I didn't know and not tying my identity to what I do know left more space for curiosity, left more space for adaptability because you're not so stuck in your ways. And not just our community, I think in general, there's a certain point at which people refuse to be adaptable anymore and they refuse to learn and they refuse to grow and they they're very happy and complacent with where they are you're just your tunnel vision on one thing and you can't see anything around you I think the fact that I was brought up you know to try to always accept different things like a small example is like food you know always <laughs> accept different like whatever is in front of you, you got to finish it right it's it, that was what we learned so, you know, just that's almost like a metaphor for other things that were we were taught like being brought up. And I think it does affect how how your mindset is. And yeah, I think that when facing problems like that, it's important to be adaptable. It's important to, you know, be able to switch your perspective to try to work your way around it. Of course, it's very different if you come across like a, a real problem in life. Do you do you think that you still apply that thought process? Like, okay, this is what's in front of me. You have to try to, you know, any problem that's in front of you, you got to try to work your way through it. So I would say that I do try to, you know, push through whatever problems in front of me. Yeah. And yeah. I think the more wrong you are, the closer you get to being more right. Mm -hmm. Because if method A didn't work and B didn't work and C didn't work, then you're at least three letters closer to getting to whatever will work. And not being so tied down to that idea of like, okay, my way or the highway. Those people that are trying to just stay in their, you know, old mindset that are just, they're stuck and they're, they can't see that the world around them has changed, you know, and it's just, it's sad to see because whatever decisions they're making moving forward isn't always the best decision for them or people around them. What do you think is the biggest challenge with not being adaptable? If you're not adaptable, like it really affects your relationships because if you can't be accepting of, you know, another opinion, then it's going to be really hard for you in any type of relationship. It's going to be really hard for you to, you know, move forward or to solve problems. But how do you deal with people who are closed-minded, who are very stuck in their ways? I deal with closed-minded people by trying to just, you know, trying to make them understand that what they are thinking isn't the only way of thinking. And so it's you, just... So you don't tell them that they're wrong? You, you try not to tell them. You say that they're right, but there's also this, you know, like, and there's also this other situation. You try to show them that there's not just... There's not just X, there's also X, Y, and Z that exists. So you yeah. don't villainize them. Yeah, you don't you don't just say no to them. You say, well, yes, and there's yep. also this. Yeah. No, that's a really good tip. Because I think like when you're trying, when you're up against somebody who's not willing to change, then you become like a prosecutor and you're just like going down on the facts. You're like, nope, this is the way, this is the way, this is yeah. the way. And then you become unadaptable because you're exactly you're just stuck in that well no no this it's not that with parents I try to open the, up their uh, perspective by always challenging you know their opinions it's almost like when my mom has an opinion or she has something to say even if I agree with her I try to challenge it and try to like well what about what about this side of things mom like why can't this be a thing? Even if I do agree with her side, mm -hmm. I ask her the opposite side of things to try to, 
you know, make her see, well, there is this other side of things, you know, there's this other, this other thing that you probably doesn't think exists, mm-hmm. but it's there, you know? Yeah, so, no, and she probably gets very frustrated with you for that. Yeah, but, for sure, for sure. Um, Have you seen that progress then with, with your mom? Like, Oh, definitely. She has, like, I've seen the progress. I've seen her mindset change. I've also seen, like, changes that she's brought into her life, our life, or at least tried to bring into our life. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's it's a really good thing that she's, you know, almost adapting to try to learn how to be more open-minded. I think like, for example, the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial that went through and the decision came out, it's important to not to not just like formulate an opinion and stick by it. Because mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember, but like this whole case came out six years ago when she I think it was six years ago, could be wrong. But when she accused him of being a domestic abuser and the whole world or at least brands, people, it's so easy to just point fingers at the you know the male and be like you were wrong and we're going to take your brands away we're going to take your deals away we're going to take you out of movies and we're not going to be your fans anymore and that's it like that's the definitive answer yeah all the companies boycotted him everything yeah and then now you see like the verdict and the verdict was that he was innocent yeah exactly (laughs) like it's i think being adaptable is also in part not sticking to your guns all the time like leaving room for curiosity leaving room for being like Actually, this is my opinion, but it could change. People think that that's flaky. It's not a bad thing because it gives you perspective rather than just you know being stuck in that one spot. But it also like there's pros and cons. I would say the the bad side of it is you know sometimes you just can't seem to formulate an opinion. You see all these different sides of things, and you can't you can't pick and choose which one you think is the right one. Yeah, and like it's hard to come to a black and white conclusion sometimes. Yeah, exactly. But I think so much of life is in the gray. And I think when people ask me certain questions, my first answer is usually it depends. Mm-hmm. You could present me with a new fact, the Johnny Depp trial, like they presented new evidence, the whole thing switched to mm-hmm. his side. So if you don't have all of the answers, you or if you don't have all the pieces of information, which you won't, because even for you, like as you you probably came into thinking about your math program in a very different way than how you think about it now. Mm-hmm. And there's no way that you could have had the foresight to know these things that you know now until you're yeah, like, until you actually experience them for sure. It's okay to evolve your thoughts and change your opinions on certain things. Don't punish yourself for not knowing what to do back then because you didn't have all the pieces of information mm-hmm. you didn't have all of that but it's okay to adapt it's okay to say like hey I was wrong and this is why I was wrong and, and now I'm trying to work towards being more right mm-hmm. career or or goal wise how adaptable do you think somebody should be you should be stubborn in your goal but you shouldn't be stubborn in your process yeah like your why should be strong but mm-hmm. your how can change depending on what works and what doesn't yeah Last question, if you could give advice to yourself from a few years ago, um, what advice would that be? Just, you know, when I would say just try to do what you want to do and try to, you know, not always try to do what you want to do and try to like, like not always like think about other people and try to not always think about well what what will other people think if I do this you know Mm -hmm. 
And has that actually helped you become more adaptable in, in thinking what, about what you want? Uh, it, it's, it's helped me formulate a, an opinion about what I want and what, what I specifically need, you know, what, mm. what, what, what is it that Yash wants out of this situation? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then I guess once you have that goal in mind, the process is not something that you're so attached to. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because it's almost counterintuitive to be able to be adaptable, but. I would say that uh, when you're at a younger age, uh, you should be able to just, you know, be yourself. You should be able to be like you're a kid, you know, just just have fun just do what you want to do. <laughs> yeah. And is that because growing up, maybe that you didn't feel like a kid because you were constantly taking in to. I would say I, I did feel like a kid, but I felt more mature for my age at a very young age, I would say, like have it, having the ability to, you know, be accepting of other people, uh, I would say helped me grow up faster. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, And maybe that at the time, maybe it didn't make you a people pleaser, but it certainly made you consider other people's opinions first Mm -hmm. when you considered your own. Or at least try, try to, you know, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, so so little Yash would need to put his foot down. Yeah, a little bit more. (laughs) A little bit more. Because it's almost counterintuitive to be like, be more adaptable, but also know what you Not as a kid. (laughs) I would say not as a kid. Not as a kid. It's something that comes with age. I agree. Yeah. I agree. So that was a very interesting conversation on adaptability. My idea of being adaptable, I often equated it to being accommodating. And that's not the case. I think the first part of being adaptable is also figuring out who you are and what you want, because it allows you to understand your strengths and your weaknesses and find a purpose. When you find that purpose, when you find your why, that is what's going to propel you forward. That is the purpose that you wake up with every morning. And the how can change. There can obviously be obstacles in between. But unless you know who you are, it'll be very difficult for you to figure out where your weaknesses are, what your strengths are, and how you can improve upon some of those weaknesses to overcome the changes, the obstacles, the hurdles, whatever it is in between that gets you to your why. So Maybe part one of being adaptable is also knowing who you are, knowing what your limitations are, knowing what your boundaries are, and then figuring out how your strengths can help you overcome those boundaries and limitations. And thank you so much for joining me on the fifth episode of season two of Enough Unsaid. If you haven't already, go like the Instagram page at Enough Unsaid and continue following us on Spotify and Apple.